This portion of the show is brought to you by Zero Res of Northern Arizona. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Horvitz here. And um, I told you, Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training was coming, and he's here. I'm here. How you doing, Rob? Great, great. Glad so, happy to be here. Some updates on this issue with the city of Flagstaff and your attempt to advertise to promote your business. Uh, Timberline Firearms and Training. We're going to talk with John Thorpe from the Goldwater Institute in just a minute. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, I told everyone about this. It's like you just, you were just, it's like a, there's a blank screen down there. They'd rather have nobody advertising. Apparently, then have you advertise? <laughs> what they've decided is, yeah, they, it's ridiculous. Way to go, way to go. Uh, plus, uh, we're going to talk some. Well, I got gun safe questions for you. Okay, and then we'll get into I some other issues with Rob Wilson as well. The gun safe's a great gift idea, by the way, folks. With Christmas is. coming up, really good. Absolutely, I might buy it for myself as a gift. Before <laughs> I do that, though, remember if I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, of course, I would call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP. Uh, a lot of people have done this, and I've gotten such good feedback from the amount that they're getting. You know, here's the deal: you've heard Kelly Broadus on this program many times. She puts everything into this. This is her life. She loves real estate. She loves representing people. And she has a great team around her to make sure that you're getting top dollar when you sell your home. And um, it's definitely a different real estate market out there right now. But those prices are still cranking in Flagstaff. Sure are. Oh, man. Uh, So why don't you call Kelly? She can help you out and put together a good plan for you. See where you're at with your expectations for selling and what you want to get. And uh, put together a really solid plan. Here's her number. Kelly brought us at 888-446-5602. Or go online. You get an instant valuation on your home. And get more info at northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's Northern Arizona. ArizonaFineHomes.com. All right. Well, joining us from the Goldwater Institute, GoldwaterInstitute.org, uh, John Thorpe, who's taken on this issue of advertising. Which one of you guys? Welcome, um, John, by the way. Welcome back. It's, it's only been a couple weeks. This issue Thanks. continues. Yeah. Um, well, where do you want to go with this, Rob? Do you want to explain maybe real quick 30,000 foot view of what happened just to sure. remind people? We'll give the the... Uh, Cliff Notes version. Yeah. In April, we tried to run an advertisement that we'd run previously thousands of times at the airport. We applied. The city said, no, it's it depicts violence. We said, hey, I don't think so. Let's go ahead and uh, appeal that decision because we don't agree with your, your interpretation. They said, nope, can't appeal it. No, by the way, we're going to go ahead and rewrite our entire advertising policy. So you're out of luck for the entire summer, the peak tourist season. Come back and see us in September. We're going to go to council with a new policy. September comes around, they show up with a new policy, and lo and behold, they've eliminated the violence and antisocial behavior clause and replaced it with anything related to firearms. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, they debated that, and the month, despite the fact that there were over 100 emails opposing that policy, there were seven of us there at the meeting that spoke in opposition to it. They ignored all of that and said, yep, let's move forward with this nothing firearms policy. And so they came back, uh, gave staff direction, came back again in November um, after receiving a demand letter from the Goldwater Institute. Thank you very much for you guys' help on that. They realized they were in really difficult situation, I guess, um, legally, and came up with a brand new plan. This one's going to for sure succeed. It's nobody can advertise at the <laughs> airport. 
<laughs> because they can't stop one person, one business, one local small business from advertising, they're not going to let anybody advertise. Okay. Except maybe themselves. Just advertise the city of Flagstaff. No, no. The, no. the Discover Flagstaff advertising that would be going on. So the city-sponsored advertising for businesses, that they would be okay with, but nothing else. What is city-sponsored? Well, hang on. Let me get to yeah. that. Let me, John, um, anything to add to that? Were you surprised by the outcome, which is uh, basically the screen's going blank because they don't like guns? Uh, Am I just assuming I that, that that was their solution? Um, I wasn't surprised that they they backed down in a sense. They, they didn't try to defend the policy that explicitly targeted Rob, and that they admitted during city council meetings was specifically crafted to target Rob and his business. Um, I wasn't just surprised they didn't defend that because it was, it was unconstitutional, and I think they knew that. Um, we were surprised and disappointed that they they've tied themselves into not trying to do anything. You know, anything but let Rob advertise at the airport hmm. all the way up to denying themselves the ad revenue and denying other local businesses the opportunity to advertise. Did anybody, sub- okay. Did, was there an actual vote on this or was it a discussion? Well, this was a work session meeting, so okay. they can't technically vote. Okay. Um, it, it was a, a consensus amongst the, the members that were there that that was the way they wanted to move forward. The city manager kind of initially introduced the idea and so they all, you know, basically agreed with that policy moving forward. Um, it bothered me a lot that the city manager and um, some of the council members said, well, this is an insignificant amount of revenue that is generated. And <laughs> the potential consequences of trying to defend it would be far more expensive. So that's motivating our decision. Um, what they were ignoring was, first of all, let's just say it's $50,000 because it's not just the airport. It's the airport. It's all the recreation centers. It's the hockey arena. And let's just say it's fifty k. That means probably 20 Flagstaff City residents' entire property tax bill is insignificant to the city council. Well, they other, turned down yeah, that money. And other said, people's money. Never mind. Yeah. We don't, we don't. And then, worse yet, the myopic view of a bureaucrat is, oh, no, it's going to cost the city money to defend this. What they completely ignored was it's going to also cost all those small businesses that were advertising there the revenue that it was generating for them. So they, they ignored, first, their oath and their obligation to uphold and defend the Constitution. They ignored the constituents that provided inputs and said they opposed this idea. And then they ignored the consequences to all those constituents by making this decision to block all advertising. To block all. And is that kind of a, your estimate as to what the annual revenue is for these ads? Is 50K or are you just making a guess? We, I'm, I'm making a guess, I think. Um, John, is it true you guys have asked for that number and not gotten it? Yeah, we put in a public records request for that because we're curious. Um, still waiting to hear back, but yeah, just kind of doing you know, back of the envelope math. Um, what about four hundred dollars a month um, for a ten second spot? And they have they've got a lot of those spots running on, on a loop, so it's, it's in the tens of thousands. Yeah, I would think. I got to raise my rates. Um, by the way, there's a <laughs> way to do business. That's an insignificant amount of revenue. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, Rob, if some of your customers weren't happy. Oh no! For whatever reason, shooting range, you wouldn't just say, "Well, you know, you're insignificant to me. You know, your revenue doesn't matter, so get lost." <laughs> so yeah, so that's they, essentially what they've done to all these businesses. Yeah, they, they, to, to to say that, and you bring up a great point, Rob, which is 
what about all those businesses that the, the city has this economic vitality department and all that that's right. supposed to like, which <laughs> it's questionable, but it's supposed to help uh, advance and, and promote business because, sure. hey, you know what? Without the businesses, without the people, the bureaucrats and the cubicles don't really have a job. You or, know, or any tax revenue. Or any tax revenue, exactly. <laughs> More importantly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have the tax revenue yeah. uh, to, to continue on, but they're just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yep. We, insignificant. Just dismissed. That's, that's, that's frustrating. That's really frustrating. Well, John, were you sub, and John Thorpe's with us with the Goldwater Institute, uh, Rob Wilson from Timberline Farms and Training. Uh, John, what's the legal basis here, I guess? I mean, they could just do what they're doing, which is say no advertising at all. Um, is there any recourse at this point? And, and I will say they haven't actually voted on it yet, but looks like they got the nod and they're going forward with this thing. Yeah, if, if they're really doing what what you described and just leaving those TV screens blank, not letting anybody advertise, they're free to do that. You know, it's their property. They're free to not use it and to miss it, have all these businesses miss out on those opportunities. Um, I think that's a bad idea. It makes a lot more sense just to let Rob run his ad. And we're going to keep a close eye to see if that really is what they're going to be doing. Or if they're if they're going to try to backdoor you know, some of the speech they want in without without letting Rob speak. Do you think, Rob, that there's a potential for a backdoor here? You mentioned to me before we came on air that the city of Flagstaff runs some kind of publication or something. What's that called? Yeah, it's called Discover Flagstaff. Okay. It's a city-funded part of the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau, all staffed by city employees. Um, local businesses can pay to advertise with them in publication and both on their website and in uh, publications that they'll email, you know, mail out for free to you know future tourists those kinds of things so they wanted to be able to continue that kind of advertising on the airport monitors um, but since that's paid advertising to me that would be a direct violation and it in my mind too it draws into question so if the front of the coke machine says coke isn't that an advertisement um if it says American Airlines above the American Airlines counter, is that an advertisement? You know, wh- where do we draw the line on what an advertisement is or is not? And they're, they're jumping through all these hoops, making things so difficult on themselves simply because they don't want to honor the First Amendment. John, if, and I sense, I know Rob, that he doesn't give up on things very easily, <laughs> uh, is, real quick to you, Rob, is there a potential advertisement going in the, what is it called, Discover? Discover Flagstaff. From Timberline Firearms and Training? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. So, okay, let's say Rob decides to advertise in there. I mean, and let's say that the city does display those advertisers through their magazine, through that screen. Mm -hmm. But then they say, Rob, you're not going to be allowed to advertise in here either. Uh, Did they get rid of the magazine? I mean, (laughs) I mean, what, what, what do you see there? Yeah, that's something we're going to be taking a close look at because the city was, the council was uh, very clear that they wanted to discover Flagstaff to be able to continue advertising Mm. at that last meeting. So they're, um, we know Discover Flagstaff is still going to be involved, and we're looking into what that's what that's going to look like, uh, and whether that's um, really just an arm of the city, um, or if it's a you know a distinct, um, a separate group that's advertising or what. So, so we're going to be taking a close look at that. Interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe we all start advertising in there. <laughs> it's it's an interesting development, and well, I, and, and it's it's a challenge for me because on one hand, how much of my money. How much of my advertising budget do I want to spend with an organization that's so actively trying yeah. 
yeah. to, to thwart everything I do. They're, they're trying to prevent me from being successful. They're doing everything they can. And, you know, that that's super frustrating. On the other hand, this is an important issue. Uh, the, the fact that elected officials are overstepping their authority and ignoring their oath and, and doing things they know aren't legal because they believe they're right somehow is has got to be stopped and and we can't allow that to continue to happen. So if I have to invest some money in some advertising or attempts to advertise, if I have to spend an awful lot more of my time than I I have (laughs) to to try to fight things like this, I'm going to do that because that's how important the first amendment is. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine you're, you're a lot like me, Rob, you'd prefer not to do business with these people at this point, but they're not, it's not like a private company where, I've talked to and and talked about and had a lot of guests on this program about parallel economies and putting your money where your values are, whether right. it's in communications or what you watch, you, you name it. What you purchase, anything, yeah. And that's one thing, voting with your, with your wallet. But this is your our tax dollars going to the city of Flagstaff and the way they're treating you. And I don't think they ever anticipated that you were going to actively pursue this and then get folks like – uh, John Thorpe here with the Goldwater Institute right. to jump on board because really they have unlimited pockets. They have your your money to hire the attorneys. Exactly. You have to either pay for it yourself or rely on Goldwater, which has to go out and get funding to do the things they do um, uh, privately. So, John, you guys will keep an eye on this. Um, I guess there's nothing here until they take actual action and then you see what's going on in those monitors and stuff. Would that be the next like logical step in the, in the progression here. That's right. Yeah. And we're, it's, we're not quite clear based on where they left things at the last council meeting or the, the work session, kind of the, the mechanics of how they're going to move forward. If the city council is going to have any say yeah. going forward or if, if staff you know, has their marching orders already from that, and they're, they're going to do what they're going to do. But okay. either way, we're, we're going to close eye on it. And um, if there's an opportunity to, um, for Rob to exercise his free speech rights, sort of indicate those rights, we're going to be on it. Okay. Hey, John, I appreciated it. Um, I think we'll talk again on this one. And, and John, I appreciate the Goldwater Institute. Um, for folks that don't know about them, they should take a look at the website. Um, it's super important that we have organizations that can help out small business owners and individuals when your rights are being stomped on. And they're the kind of people that can do that. So yeah. I very much appreciate all the help, John. All right, John, goldwaterinstitute.org, goldwaterinstitute.org. Go check that out. And uh, appreciate it, John. We'll talk with you soon. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Have a good one. Absolutely. And, Rob, it's um, – did you have any support, Rob? Any support? Like on the council. Like was there someone jumping up? You, you know, you got seven members, six council members, and then you got the the mayor and right. seven members. Was there somebody that's kind of saying, well, wait a second, at least one person – you know, at the, Anyone? First, at the first meeting, Councilmember Matthews seemed to want to try to, isn't there some kind of a compromise we can make here? Mm-hmm. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah, That's, yeah. She was obviously, you know, willing to, to listen, willing to, you know, explore, you know, possible alternatives. Um, there were other members of the council who actually turned in their chairs and, and faced their back to me when I was speaking. Um, wow so yeah (laughs) i'm not an expert in body language but that one i kind of caught on to i I think that's a sign there yeah when when that kind of stuff happens pretty much figure they'd made up their mind and i imagine none of them reached out to you because now there's potential legal matters so they're not of course hanging out with you although i've seen this time before there's legal matters and there's still somebody who's like thinking like wait a second here i'm gonna go to bat for this guy right i'm gonna go bat for this company 
I've seen that, nothing. Of None of them. And, and yeah, okay. I extended, a, I emailed each one of them individually and extended an offer to, hey, come on out to Timberline. Yeah. See what it is yeah. that you're trying to stop. Um, I will give you a private one-hour lesson um, free of charge wow. um, just to introduce you to what it is we do here so you have a better understanding. And you can imagine just how many of our council members took me up on that. Yeah, big fat zero. All right. Exactly. We'll continue on here on the other side. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get your comments in. Uh, you know, I got I did a couple roofs last year where I had to replace them, especially on my house. And I, I want to say that price tag was around twenty five thousand dollars twenty twenty five a lot more than you'd think anymore huh wow very expensive i thought about getting some tarps but look there might be an option for you fresh roof of northern arizona um they have a coating system that they can do and, and in a lot of cases it can extend the roof uh six years of life it's about 90 percent less than the cost of a new roof uh you may be able to rejuvenate your existing asphalt shingle roof why don't you call dave up who is a licensed and experienced home inspector get a free roof inspection do it before the snow piles up and an estimate at 928-301-9404 that's 928-301-9404 or go to freshroofofnaz.com hey if you're listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that you're listening to the jeff orbit show great time to head on out to namarco's pizza voted best pizza in flagstaff best pizza and wings i should add um three locations stop on by get some great food uh they've got their buffalo bread which is awesome they've got uh, craft beers there as well uh and if you don't want to stop by if you don't want well if you don't want to get out you can do curbside pickup or delivery go to namarcospizza.com that's namarcospizza.com Wilson is here with me. Uh, if you got comments, get those in. You know, Olivia's off to the Reagan Ranch in California. Sounds exciting. She's going to um, meet with people and kids, younger younger adults, about uh, anti-communism and have this whole gathering, which is good that kids are still doing this. I've got a little anecdote about the Reagan Ranch. Go ahead. You got a minute? Yeah, I do. I so, got, hang on a second, I got... I got like three or four minutes. Three or four. It won't be that long, <laughs> okay. I promise. <laughs> so, um, Elise and I are good friends with um, a member, an ex-member of the United States Secret Service. Oh, wow. Who one of her first assignments was to the Reagan Ranch. And the reason it was is because she's an equestrian. And oh. President Reagan liked to go riding on his ranch. So, she was the one that was assigned when he was out riding his horse for his personal protection detail, mm. horseback alongside of him, and got to spend many, many, many hours one on one with him. What an awesome gig. And confirmed that he absolutely was as good a guy as he seemed like so often. He that, just didn't treat him like the hired help and ignore, you know, he's probably having conversations with the guy and stuff. Nope. Actually, yeah. a, a real personable, yeah. real person who cared about people. And, and she, she said it was the most valuable time she spent in the service. I've heard the same thing several years back. I, Peggy Grandy. 
on. Do yeah. you recognize the name? She was Reagan's personal secretary after he left the White House. So at the Reagan yeah. Reagan Ranch mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said behind the scenes, same guy, nice as can be. Yep. And you know was was the same person, which is more and more rare today with politicians. <laughs> I mean, it's well, you know, I, I think it was. One of the dictionaries came out today with their their word of the year, mm-hmm. authentic. I heard that. Authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, if nothing else, Ronald Reagan defined authentic. Mm-hmm. He 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 was what he was. Didn't pretend. Didn't fake it. He was what he was. Take it or leave it. And yeah. you got to respect that. Too far, far, far too often nowadays we don't see anything even resembling authentic. We don't even know what's real anymore. I, I, I mean, there's, there's stuff going on online with uh, deep fakes and AI stuff that sure. people's lives can be ruined in a matter of seconds, and then it turns out to be totally fake. Yeah. Totally wrong. You know, tomorrow you could be a porn star. And, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that could be broadcast everywhere in the world. Um, and how do you ever recover from that? Yeah, I, I guess it's going to get to the point where people, it's happening so much that people... It's just like, yeah, we remember when it used to be if if you ever remember Clinton, you know, I didn't inhale or whatever. Yeah. And then after a while, it was like, well, you, you couldn't find a president that didn't. Right. <laughs> so eventually, be, I don't know if this is a good example, but people get numb to things, I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to say. It, it's so, called conditioning. Conditioning. Is that conditioning. the word? Conditioning. You use that's, that when you're training horses. You yeah. know, when there's something that scares them, you condition them over time to recognize that that isn't something that's dangerous. Yeah. And... That's what's been happening to our society for the last couple of decades. Oh, We've yeah. been conditioned to believe that all this wackiness is right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and conditioned to believe that, hey, this and, and I have a harder and harder time on the show here when I, I can't be uh, at the southern border seeing the potential queue that's happening across from Lukeville there, right? And right. you know, heading towards Rocky Point. But I have, it's like you start to question everything. I'm sure that is happening. Or if there's an article that comes out in New York or Ukraine or yeah. uh, you're just – we used to be able to rely on, oh, there's somebody there, a reporter, a journalist, and we're going to get the straight facts on it pretty much, you know, except for some human error and stuff. Now you just don't – you don't even know anymore. saw an interview earlier this week with a uh, reporter from the BBC who was on site almost. He was, he was in Gaza City when the hospital was destroyed apparently. Yeah. And he reported that the hospital had been leveled. Um, turns out it was a, a, a missile they had launched, the Hamas had launched. That blew up. That had, had landed in the hospital parking lot oh. and blew up. Okay. Um, caused a big explosion and, and, and did injure and kill some people. But it wasn't from Israel, and it didn't flatten the hospital. And he was interviewed this earlier this week, and they said, well, do you feel bad about having reported that? And he said, no. You know, sometimes mistakes get made. Yeah, you see, I feel awful when I make like a minor mistake and I'll come on yeah. the next day and I'm like, I messed this one up. Yeah. Um, I was talking with Mark Howitt recently who he, he was on, he felt bad about, and this was weeks and weeks ago. He said, yeah, no president's been under six feet. And he was like, he was wrong on that. Right. Oh, and yeah. he's just like the other day, he's like, well, I was really wrong Whoops. on that, you know? And it's just like, you can always tell p- people's character because they're like, well, I got to correct something from like three weeks ago that everybody's yeah. forgotten about. But yeah, it, I, these reporters should feel bad because you, yes, you can m- make mistakes, but uh, Admit it. Say, yeah, I screwed up, and it sucks. I really hate when this happens, and um, you know, I'm always going to try to do better. But I am human, and then you move on, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, but he had no remorse whatsoever, and yeah, he was the guy on the ground the in Gaza City that, <laughs> and that got reported everywhere because yeah. he said it. Yeah, this so. is this is like the the reporters in the you know the so called hurricane. 
Uh, yeah. And then people are walking by in the shorts, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, that, that's just, but They're that's sitting just in fraud, a boat and somebody's walking by behind them in the puddle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, we got a lot more to come, including, uh, Rob's got his safe book out for me. So I'm going to pick his brain on some, um, second amendment. Well, it's not really second amendment. Yeah. It is because it's a, you should, a lot of people don't store their firearms. Right. Well, we've, and and, and we got some good tax info for you, too. Oh, here. good, good. We don't tax give tax it. advice, but no, absolutely Rob, not. Rob and I are going to have a conversation about taxes, <laughs> so stick around for that. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, last year, Angela and I got new blinds in our house in Flagstaff. Awesome. And, you know, I went to the Blind Brothers. The Blind Brothers, great northern Arizona company. You're in northern Arizona, central Arizona. You need new blinds. Don't do that website. You don't even know who you're talking to or the big box store. When you've got the Blind Brothers, that'll lay out all your options, not just the most expensive ones. And they've got professional, awesome installation. I had them do that, too. They came and took everything out, got rid of it, and installed the new blinds. They're working great. Call the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. That's 928-634-2423. Or go to theblindbrothers.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Just Wireless. Get more info at JustWirelessAZ.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. I'm surprised that Rob Wilson's even here with me from Timberline Firearms and Training. He's been kind of a big deal lately. He's doing all like national media and stuff. <laughs> I was joking with Angela yesterday. He's like, yeah, I had, to, I had to pay him to come in. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, you've been making your rounds though. You have this issue of the city of Flagstaff and the advertising issue has gone national. I was surprised, but it actually has. It's been on Fox yeah. News. It's been on AP. It's been... Uh, Reason Magazine uh, did an updated article today. uh, I'll um, have to check that out. um, And it's pretty fun to read because the, I I, I give the author credit. He really calls them out. Um, Tells it just the way it is. Got a great opening paragraph, but it's this really simple issue. It's first amendment. It's, Mm -hmm. it's as simple as freedom of speech. You know, one of the things that you learn in their very first class you take on government and it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to recognize the city of Flagstaff is out of their lane. They're, ex, they're exceeding their authority or trying to exceed their authority, and they're going to get held accountable. This is nothing new, though, because this has been the, uh, the, the way that the governments have been operating from the top down, Rob. Yep. So what should we expect? We've let this go too long where they really are kind of doing whatever the hell they want. Right. Far and, too often. And and. I think it's especially important in this case that these are local elected officials. They're eventually, some of them, going to move up the chain. Hmm. They'll be state officials. Then then they'll be national-level officials. If they get away with it here, they're going to continue that same behavior. For They're going to carry it with them. True. And, and so if they didn't learn the fundamentals of the Constitution in their first civics class, then it's up to us to make sure they understand it now. 
And I take um, a little bit of question with your word officials. I like to call them representatives because officials just sounds like it, it gives them some benevolent powers where they're supposed to be representatives all the way up to the president of the United States. I agree with you 100% that they are supposed yeah, to yeah, be yeah. representatives. <laughs> and and I, I have kind of backed away. That used to be what I used all the time also. Um, but I, I have backed away from that because obviously in this case, the city is their their city council is not representing their constituencies. They received a hundred emails in opposition. They had seven of us there opposing it. They mm. had um, legal advice saying what you're doing is wrong and they chose to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not representatives. Yeah. Okay. That's probably fair. And a lot of times I've called them like the, uh, my most high or the anointed ones, the, uh, the, right. the, the, uh, Your Excellency. I mean, that's, yeah. like, well, and, and right that's now where they're, they're getting like to... dictators. Yeah. That's, they, that's... they can just dictate anything they want to. Yeah, really, really. Uh, this has got to stop. On, on on all levels, we need to get back to having representatives. And uh, really, and, and especially in Congress, too. Yeah. You know, we need those term limits. I would say there's term, there should be term limits. Everybody should be pursuing term limits on your local governments. You're... you're there's a county board member who just re- he's announced his retirement. Did they fill that seat? Did he retire? Um, they're doing interviews, I think, this week. Okay, so I mean, he's at what, 20, 24 years. Twenty four years. Twenty four years. Come on, come on. Yeah. I mean, whether whether you think he's these people are the greatest ever or not, twenty four years is too long for people to hold one position. It's right. just too long. And and people in positions of authority, I think, become accustomed to people that work for them mm-hmm. being yes men. Yep. And after 24 years of being yes-manned, you have no clue what's really going on no, anymore. You have no you, bubble. You need fresh blood in there every six or eight years to kind of kick the can over and say, wait a minute, why are we doing this? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you've been there 24 years, you're numb to what you're doing anymore. Yeah. No, you are. It's just, it's just a job. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you're you isolated and you've got a bunch of, like you said, yes-men, yes-women. You're the greatest. you got people that are... The professional sunshine throwers. Could be yes, theys. Yes, theys. Yes, thems and theirs. Sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, yeah, you keep pursuing that. I think you should throw the advertisement on a bus, a city bus. Yeah, there you uh, go, Napta. Yeah, just, you, I don't know, just like decked out, man. Just come, there you go. Come out the Timberline. Although my plan is to get rid of buses. And give everyone a, a, a an e bike or an e car. If there were, <laughs> it'd be cheaper, I think. <laughs> if there were any small business owner taking a look at the bottom line with the with NAPTA, they would never, ever, ever consider continuing doing what they're doing. I took thirty seconds yesterday in a program with, with Angela and Olivia, mm-hmm. and we did the math on an abacus. And mm-hmm. I don't have a fancy. There's nothing on these walls. Well, there's stuff on these walls, but there's no degree hanging on these walls. <laughs> Not that I'm bashing anyone with a degree, no. but but I think that some of these people who've got a few too many maybe forgot how to do basic math, and they're doing some kind of higher math, maybe Common Core math. I was like, because yeah, they're going to spend twelve million on a transfer station downtown, right? right? Grant money, of course. So we've got to spend the money. I was like, that's that's a lot of plus your daily operations and the capital for all the buses. I think you probably buy every family a car in this city <laughs> and call it good. 
<laughs> yeah, I haven't looked recently, but as recently as just a couple of years ago, um, the fares were being subsidized at almost three dollars to every one. Yeah, it's so if now. you paid a dollar to get on the bus, yeah, there were three dollars of federal grant and tax dollars going yeah. to actually pay for your ride. Yeah, uh, buy some people e-bikes. Uh, you can even do this, this the, the EVs if you want, and, and have a ride-share program, a car share. Hey, it could restore program. the EV program in the country. Yeah, because that thing's crashing like <laughs> boy. Jeez. Okay, I'd uh, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. All right, Christmas coming up, Rob. Yep. You got safe out at Timberline Firearms and Training. We do. Um, you and I have talked for a long time about rolling down a safe for me. Um, I've hesitated, and I haven't done it, as you can see. Yep. Um, I do want to get one, though. It must be that you don't value any of your possessions enough to actually protect no, them. No, I'm waiting for Bernie Sanders to take them all. I want to make it yes. easy. <laughs> I'm waiting for the communists Just to come waiting, in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, why why make them use any up harder, precious yeah. resources to cut into a safe or whatever? Yeah. Um, but you carry the, the Liberty Safe line. We do. Um, and they, they fixed that issue with the serial number, and you can decide not to have one. Oh yeah, want, right? that was that was an amazing um, media blitz kind of a thing that just yeah. didn't make any sense. The, the simple solution was peel the serial number sticker off your safe, yeah, and nobody can ask for a combination. But they've gone way beyond that now. Okay. You, you have absolutely you have more protection with Liberty Safe now than you do any other manufacturer. Okay. So, so they they there's lessons there all around. Then yeah yeah okay. What do you got for people? First of all, why get a safe? Let's start with the basics. Well, you know, the, there's a, a number of reasons. Um, from a firearms perspective, um, we teach being safe and responsible firearms owners, and that means making sure that your firearms don't end up in the hands of someone that shouldn't have them. Um, black market firearms are the ones that commit the majority of the crimes. The two places those come from are vehicles first, and then second, um, burglaries in, okay. in homes. So if your firearms are not locked up in a way that will you know, discourage anyone from trying to walk away with them, you're not being a safe and responsible firearms owner. And, and you could potentially be providing a firearm that's going to take somebody's life in a crime. I don't want to be responsible for that. I don't, I, I'm sure none of your listeners do either. No. So there's that side of it, but then there's also just the, hey, these things cost a lot. Well, you've got a firearms. significant investment in, yeah. in firearms and potentially other valuable you know, things in your home. Um, it it gives you the peace of mind knowing that when you leave your home, um, the things that you left in your home will be there when you come home. Um, and then sense. beyond that, there's the the whole, you know, we've had a couple of fires around Flagstaff in the last few years. Um, people that never would have expected it um, found out that their homes were gone. Yeah, um, I remember a couple of years ago, you were out of town when a fire was projected to potentially hit this part of Flagstaff. And, oh, that's right, yeah. And, and you were beginning to say, now, wait a minute. What happens to all the stuff that maybe I can't replace? I had know, Rob running the, over there with a van yeah. and a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it's peace of mind. It's being a responsible firearms owner. It's it's doing the right thing um, for yourself. Well, okay, I want to go back to something because you said that majority of these thefts are cars and, and homes or places burglaries, being bur- yeah. burglaries. Um, on the car side uh, – what do you do? I mean, you got you got a glove box. That's easy to break into. Is there safe options for a car? Is there it, are. Yeah. It, I mean, are they pretty secure because you, it's a car? It's a car. Um, th- there are, you know, some limits. And, yeah. and, of course, just like everything else in the world, it, it depends on what you want to spend. You know, if, if, you, if you have an unlimited budget, they, there are vaults that can be um, bolted into the console of your car. Okay. Um, and have, you know, very secure electronic locks and those kinds of things. Mm. So if you've got, you know, if you 
typically transport you know millions of dollars of jewels, then you may want to have a vault in your car. Okay. Um, but for those of us and myself, I, I almost always have a firearm with me. And when I go someplace where I can't carry that firearm inside, I have a small steel vault that's in my car that has a cable that wraps around the seat post. And I can lock that into that box so that I know no one can get to the gun itself and nobody can walk away with the box. And that's enough to discourage 99% of the Because yeah, it's going to take time. It's going to take maybe a gr- grinders and cutting devices. Tools and things they don't so have. So it gets quite obvious that something's going on in the parking lot. Exactly. Okay. It, these are smash and grab kinds of things yeah, that happen. It's with, sitting under your seat and or in the glove box. Or the glove in the box console. are on this on the seat, and it's like smash, grab, go. Yeah, they're gone. N- no criminal would ever think to look those places. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like to put like when I go to the beach, I, my wallet and my like my shoe. Yeah, I think that's pretty secure. There you go. That's yeah. one of the safer spots. Put a dirty pair of socks in after it. They never touch it then. <laughs> they never. <laughs> or if you're in a hotel, you put the your money and stuff underneath like underwear in the in the dresser they'll never check that there you go they'll never check that okay um what about fire rating so just switching to kind of the home or office type scenario where you you, you know what what's a fire you've experienced fire obviously we, sure we, have. we yeah so many of us have here in northern arizona how do they rate them half hour hour five hours well, basically, uh, the UL Underwriters Lab has some standards that safes are tested to, and okay. it determines how many minutes at a certain number of BTUs, because they had to standardize it somehow, um, your safe could protect a particular you know kind of property. So papers are typically what, what they're talking about. And the fire ratings range um, from 30 minutes up to two and a half hours. Okay. Um, it's dependent upon the amount of fire-resistant insulation that's, that's built into the walls of the safe that determines that along with the gauge of the steel, how heavy and strong the steel is to help insulate it. So depending upon, you know, where you live, if you live in the city of Flagstaff and you could reasonably expect the Flagstaff fire department to be on scene within, you know, a few minutes, um, then maybe one of those lower rated fire safes, you know, it's somewhere in the 40 to 40 minutes to an hour would be the right answer for you. On the other hand, if you live out in the County and you have a, uh, a response time that could be, you know, significantly longer, or you live right along the forest where there may not be a response at all because it's a forest fire. And they're not doing that stuff. Uh, yeah. And they, yeah. and I, I have, when the tunnel fire came through, I've got video of two fire trucks stopping in front of my house and then driving past Yeah, while there was fire surrounding my home. So, you know, that you can't always count on that. And those folks may want to, you know, get some additional, fire rating safes because they're going to need that extra time protection. Well, you had, you saw some of your neighbor's houses go up in flames, right? All the ones around me. Yeah. Um, was it an hour? Was it two hours? I mean, I'm just looking for real world. I mean, this is a forest fire. This is a situation that happens in, in northern Arizona. Yeah, the, How long the, did it burn for? The, the fire moved through actually very quickly. It was okay. being driven by 50 to 60 mile an hour That's winds. Right. I remember that. Um, but the, the residual fire, the home, sat there and smoldered um my next door neighbors had a safe that they had never taken off the steel pallet it was delivered on and so it was sitting in yeah it was sitting basically exposed underneath which isn't as well insulated and um the contents of that safe were not well protected because the house burned down around it and it you know burned and smoldered i got there the fire came through at two o'clock i get back around 7 30 that house was still well engulfed in flames um you know, the, the smoldering stuff and until the next morning. So mm-hmm. that safe was being exposed to that heat for a long time. It just kept going. And I imagine it's a couple thousand degrees. 
or is it depend? I, I don't know if it's that hot. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking like somewhere the, in the thousand to fifteen hundred range, but I, it depends, okay. of course, on the materials that are burning and what that's your house is constructed it. of. Yeah. And yeah, if if your safe is stored in your garage next to your gasoline can, um, that temperature is probably going to be a lot higher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more with Rob Wilson here in just a second. Um, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Always love hearing from you. Uh, don't forget about Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Um, best sports bar in Flagstaff, just north of downtown Flagstaff in the Basha Shopping Center. As Mark was pointing out the other day, said, and I failed to mention this all the time, lots of parking. Yeah. Because I, I mentioned just north of downtown, people like that. Uh, parking uh, meters. No, 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 no. I no. pay for parking. Huge parking lot right there. Uh, take advantage of their daily specials from lunch through dinner, uh, including things like Taco Tuesday, Half Price uh, Wing Wednesday, um, sliders on Thursdays, and always got great drink specials. Always get something on their $4 menu as well. It's Sportsman's Bar and Grill. to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show as a reminder with cinders of flying when the snow starts coming down um, probably gonna get a rock chip in your windshield you can get that fixed. You know where. I've been talking about it for a long time. Diamond Auto Glass has done a great job for my family for years. They'll fix that chip. Uh, you can be in and out. It usually takes like 10 to 15 minutes. If you have a windshield that's already been cracked and destroyed and has, uh, like, Rob, do you have one of those? Well, well, I thought it was cracked right enough. It was going to have to be replaced. They came out to the house, fixed it in place. Uh, it took them less than 15 minutes. Oh, really? And Yeah, okay. it was It was a pretty good-sized uh, chip and it started a star or whatever. Yeah. Um, gone they did it the the chip repair they didn't have yeah. to do the whole new windshield they actually yeah. came out to the house yeah they did uh, that's Absolutely. another thing i should be mentioned there diamond auto glass on fourth street in flagstaff call them up they'll take care of you just like they took care of rob too 928-779-4140 928-779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com Where, where'd the time go? Looking at the clock. We're having too much fun. Yeah, we got to finish some safe stuff next hour, some some Second Amendment issues as well. But I, I do want to hit also on how Biden keeps messing everything up. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, this whole, this whole Green New Deal thing and how they keep kind of bending the rules. and Bending the rules and spending money. Yeah. Um, and, and they're all saying they're going to save us. And it turns out afterwards, no, not actually. That's what I was talking about with the bus thing. I don't look, and I know I get nasty grams on this. I don't mind the city buses and things. I think there's practical applications and times. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you can take everything too far. And it's like, next thing you know, $12 million, you know, transfer stations. And and let's have big articulated buses that you'd see in New York City. Electric. Electric. Mm -hmm. And it's like, let's not get stupid here. Yeah. You know, let's provide a few buses and then maybe in some other cases cheaper to do other options. Stop trying to save the planet. You're so annoying. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll hit more in the second hour. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a few. 
This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, Rob Wilson's here with me uh, from Timberline Firearms and Training. Let's switch to some, I guess, more national stuff. I was talking about Biden earlier in the week. I think his, his approval rating is like 45% if you believe any of these numbers anymore. And I think that, you're being generous. You might be being generous. Yeah, I okay. think so. 40%, 35 yep, maybe closer. Okay, anyway, it's, it's sinking like a, like a windmill in the muck. Um, and, you know, because he comes out and says really stupid stuff. He, the other day he said something, and I don't have to quote in front of me, but it was regarding why prices are so high. And he basically, he blamed the corporations. He said, the corporations need to stop gouging America. That's right. It's like... Darn evil corporations. Take, I know you take no Rob, let me ask you, has Timberline had to raise prices on some things over the past couple of years? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mean, I've had to raise prices on things. I mean, I my plumbers raised the price on me, the electrician. Hey, even the government, the property taxes have gone everything has gone up. Yeah. Is our, that because everybody's being greedy? Well, you know, what our, is that? our city of Flagstaff government keeps raising our property taxes while at the same time they're saying, oh, that revenue from the added, added <laughs> revenue at the airport is insignificant. We don't need that. We just want to tax you directly. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't need you to actually, like, at least... We don't need to earn the money. We, we want to just take it from Look, you. Look, government is not productive at all. They don't produce anything. They, nope. just, they just take. But at least you could argue that the computer screen at the Flagstaff airport that's running advertisements like... Formerly Rob's Timberline <laughs> advertisements yep. at what did you say four hundred bucks a month? Yeah, was at least providing something. Although I could argue that the airport could be fully controlled by a, a private group, and the private group could decide to do whatever advertisements they want. Sure, we could argue that, but at least there was something there. Yeah, and what they did, to Rob, is they just said, "Yeah, we don't like guns, so nobody gets advertising." Fifty grand, whatever. Who cares? Shut up, you peons. Yes. Go back to stop questioning we, us. We We're deal, in a cubicle. We deal in millions. We, we, deal we in, This is. <laughs> you have your feds. We deal in trillions. Yes. Quiet there, you little peon. That's yeah. that's kind of how you feel nowadays. Is and we talked about it last hour. Our so-called representatives, yes, which you call officials, which we just call the, you know, your highness at this point. Elected officials, make, I guess. I don't know. You're making me sick more and more, Rob. You know, it's really frustrating to, to see what's happened. Uh, I think we get grip on, a grip on this, though, because I think people are frustrated. People are sick of these people. Everything yeah. goes in cycles in yeah, our lives. it does. And, and in I, this country, yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're I hope we're hitting a point in a cycle where we're going to start holding elected uh, officials, officials or representatives, <laughs> a lot more accountable, formerly known as representatives. Yeah. Well, let's get to some changes I think are coming, especially when it comes to the bubble in the green new deal, the enviro nut kind of fantasy. I, th- I think we're seeing many signs of this bubble kind of peaking, but I could be wrong, which happens from time to time as well. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, if you need to fix your, your heating or your cooling system, mm-hmm. you might need to fix your cooling time system. Of year. Yeah. Heating system for sure. Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical. Uh, Gettles have been doing, they've been doing this for a long time. They came up to Flagstaff, did, took care of my heater. Um, they service in Verde Valley, Prescott area. Uh, do a great job. You've probably seen their trucks out there. You need service on your HVAC system, especially your heat this time of year. If it's blowing out cold there, that's a, that's a sign. Give Gettles a call, 928-567-2200, 928-567-2200. 
And also check them out online. Google them. Uh, check out all their great reviews and go to gettleshdm.com uh, as well. Here's how you spell it. G-O-E-T-T-L-S. G-O-E-T-T-L-S. Gettleshdm.com. Tell them I sent you. Uh, okay, so I noticed this during COVID, and we'll get to the environmental side of this mm-hmm. here in a second, but anytime it suits the go- I'm sure I noticed it before COVID too, but anytime it suits the government to bend their own rules that all of us normally have to follow by for safety or whatever, they come in and say, well, those rules are way too burdensome. I'm going to issue an executive order, a decree or whatever, and say we are, um, it's like Hunger Games. Yep. The, the rules have been amended or whatever they say at the yeah. end. <laughs> There's been a rule change. Yeah, um, surprise. They did it with shipping because we had supply chain issues. Yep. They all of a sudden said that vehicles could be like overweighted. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so it's not a problem? Yeah, it's not going to destroy our roads. It's, <laughs> it's not unsafe not for that vehicle issue? to be weighing that much. It's, it's like, okay, no, but seriously, we got it. It's, it's a serious condition. So it's like when my business or personal life says, well, your rule is you know, onerous and it's causing a problem. Can you mm-hmm. wave it? Oh, no, we can't do that. But they can do it. Right. That's I, what makes me sick. I, I have a business that's you know registered and, and licensed by the, the federal government. I have it to have a federal firearms license. Yeah. I'm subject to a random inspection at any time. Mm-hmm. They can show up and say, we want to inspect everything. I have tons and tons of paperwork I have to do in order to maintain that uh, compliance with all these government rules. What if I said, hey, all this is costing me money. It's taking time away. My employees could be selling. I'd like you to cut that paperwork in half. Suspend the rules for it. There me. you go. Yeah. But <laughs> no. <laughs> How quickly would they be showing up? Yeah. Yeah. And laughing at you. I'm, I'm probably in trouble just for suggesting that. But Over the FCC regulated yeah. airwaves, right? <laughs> but there's a, a new one with um, windmills. Yeah. And yep. these windmills have gone up all over the place, especially in the Midwest, but also the coastal regions. They, what they I haven't seen them, but what, they stick them out in the water. Yeah. The, the offshore um, wind power is one of the... the you know, the, the claims of the big untapped source because it's not taking up any land or real estate, so it's less expensive. All they have to do is build these giant structures out in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> you know, and, and, and make them strong enough to be able to take, you know, ocean yeah. hurricane Hurricanes, conditions yeah. all the time. Not a problem. No, it um, sounds easy. But the federal government, because they're there to watch out for us, they're, mm-hmm. they're here protecting us. When they grant leases on things like oil research or oil um Platforms, uh, platforms, and, yeah. and things like that, or um, mines, or windmills out in the ocean. They require that the company post a bond, and that bond is there so that should something happen to the company that goes bankrupt, the government can then pay to get the environment restored to what it originally was. Fair enough. Fair so enough. It, it seems reasonable, you know. It, it's a part of the cost of doing that kind of business. And there has been a history in the past of mines not being properly taken care of here in northern Arizona. Uh, the uranium mining process that happened back in the 40s and 50s was very, very poorly managed. Mm-hmm. And, and there were consequences for that. Still is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Biden administration, though, has decided that, you know, maybe some special privileges should be given to some people special that, people that we like yeah the, our friends the ones that contribute money to our campaigns those kinds of things mm. and so they waived all of those um bonding requirements <laughs> for this huge wind farm being built off the coast of massachusetts of course um which cuts you know millions and millions of dollars off the cost of something that they've already said isn't probably going to be profitable despite what they've been saying all along. They're saying, well, 
you know, the cost of materials has gone up. The cost of construction has gone up. The cost of this has gone up. You and I could have told them that from day one. Yeah. Every major project like that ends up going way over budget and trying to build out in the middle of the ocean is certainly going to go way over budget. How would they know, Rob? They yep. never built anything. No. You know, look, look, I was thinking this the other day. I was doing some work and it's getting cold out, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Just doing some general stuff. It is so much harder to work when it gets cold. It is. If a person in a cubicle in, in government dreamland, they don't realize that. They don't realize that your costs go up all of a sudden because of conditions. Yeah, whether your productivity be, drops. Yeah, exactly. Or it's you inevitable. Just, or just try wrapping up a, a extension cord in the cold weather versus the warm weather. Right. It takes more. It takes more effort for everything. Yep. And, and what I'm saying is they have no clue that, yeah, building these, I'm sure they have a concrete base that they have to get down uh, at the seabed and dig down there some drive pylons or whatever they're doing. I don't know yeah. how they secure the windmills, but I'm sure it's a, it's an engineering feat. Then they got to actually sink it and bolt it in and get it up there. Yeah. It, this is, this is something where a lot of things can go wrong. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and you know, they have special ships now with huge cranes that can lift yeah. these giant windmills up it's and put the blades cool on them. And yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's an amazing feat of technology. That doesn't make any financial sense whatsoever. No, no. And, and we all knew that that was going to be the case from day one. Um, but we were told we have to do this or the planet will end. Yeah. And, and in the meantime, you're taking coastlines and you're, you're adding this crap. Yep. You're never going to get rid of that concrete base or the pylons or whatever they're driving down in. I mean, all that crap's going to be there. Um, where is the material coming from that creates these windmills? Yep. I bet you a lot's coming from China, a lot of technology and this and that. What's it cost to get it out there? What's it cost to maintain something in the middle of the water versus on land, on and on? And... Unintended consequences? Oh, there's never any of those. Bird strike. One, well, bird strikes happen regardless, but a new one for the offshore windmills is that they induce um, sound frequencies on the pilings that they're mounted on mm. that seem to be deterring the migration paths of whales. Yeah, great. And consequently are affecting the health of those whales. Mm. So now we've done something even, you know, we think, oh, it's just the middle of the ocean. It's, what could we hurt? Yeah, just, just, just run what you can where you can. If if it makes sense to have a windmill, which every energy expert I've talked to said windmills about the farthest down on the making sense category. Right, uh, it might make sense if you're at some ranch in the middle of nowhere and it's like I have a lot of cloudy days here, but I got wind. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm going to power it that way. But as a mass form of electric, uh, creating electricity. Uh, I, solar is above that in most places, way, way above that. Obviously, or petro, petroleum-based products. Um, and my favorite? Nuclear. Nuclear power. Yeah, I mean, if you, Absolutely. you really give a damn about the environment, you would look at the way we could do safe nuclear power now, which is, they're doing it all the time. They are. Yeah. You they don't, you, how many times you hear about, you've, you've worked around... I worked on a nuclear submarine for <laughs> yeah. 22 years of my life. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, slept 100 feet away from a reactor. How many for, times did you melt that thing down? Never once. Never. Well, I mean, when it happens, it's, oh. wow. it's like people get scared of flying in planes, which actually is getting a little more scary because of all kinds of the changes, issues yeah. that are going on right now. But generally speaking, it's like you, you hear about the plane crash because it is so infrequent that a commercial airliner right. goes down and everybody's killed. And when it happens, usually everybody's killed. Yep. But it happens every every few years when you think about all the planes that are in the sky right now. Yeah. But, you know, nine people probably just in the time I talked to describe that probably died in a car crash in this country. 
don't sure. know if it's nine people, but whatever it is, you know, you don't hear about it much. Yep. You know, so it's just like, it's perspective. But yeah, the, the windmill seems stupid. It just seems like a, and, a waste. And the fact that they're having to waive the requirements. Yeah demonstrates how stupid it is. It, it yeah. proves that these aren't economically viable. This I, didn't make sense from the beginning. I just want a level playing field. There you go. Everybody gets, if you're a little company, you get the same set of roles as the multi-billion dollar big uh, international conglomerate. And I mean, how do we, I, I know I'm being, I don't know, idealistic and how I'd like the world to work, but it's gotten so out of whack, Rob. That it it's, has. It's, 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 it's unfair and I, I can't believe people aren't out there actually protesting something real like that versus some of the crap they're talking about. And far too often, it can be tied back to who made what con- campaign contributions. Yep. Yeah. Who was your bundler? Who uh, mm-hmm. did this or that for your campaign? Follow and, that and, money for the for the windmill thing. Uh bet you you'd know, find and, some and, ties and, there. And see where that goes. I did read the other day, speaking of... where. Because I think everything does come in kind of bubbles and cycles. You know, New York was going to be underwater, according to Al Gore and Miami mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, EV electrification, the, the whole EV craze has been going on now. But now the, the companies that actually have to produce them are like, eh, this really sucks. We're not making the money. Not, not they're just losing a billions. They're, they're, it, yeah. it sucks bad. And uh, they're saying this is impacting our bottom line. Um, I, I saw that one of the companies that think it was GM is abandoning one, you know, the autopilot stuff is they're reducing that because we were, we were really led to believe that we were all going to be sitting behind a self-driving car that was going to be zero emission within just a few short years. And Mm -hmm. I think this is the point. I think the reality is starting to set in rapidly. Well, you know, we just talked about this wind farm off Massachusetts, the governor of Massachusetts yesterday, I think it was rescinded yeah. one of their policies that was going to mirror what that wonderful state to the left of us is doing and saying all vehicles must be electric by 2035. Yeah. He uh, recognized, give him credit, um, that that's absolutely impractical, that it's not going to work. It's not going to achieve any of the things that we think we want to achieve anyway. And we've got to toss that idea right now because it's it's just dumb he got massive blowback from the left and the right he did yep um and it's because they made those stupid decisions in the first place and again you know who gets held accountable for that nobody 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 um as a result of these decisions that the lawmakers in california are making and then other states following their lead how many millions or, or billions of dollars are being spent to try to achieve those things that really aren't achievable in the first place yeah and i just and it's tax dollars. It's tax dollars. And I wish that some politicians would start coming out and saying, maybe there are, and I just haven't heard it, that uh, any of you big car companies, and there ain't a lot of them, right? Right. That are going down the EV rabbit hole and you think you're going to get a bailout when it goes you know, down. Um, no, you're not going to. So up, make yeah. Because there must be some kind of wink and nod I'm, I'm, I'm unaware of that's going on that, yeah, just do the EV thing. Don't worry, we got your back. Because there's been so many bailouts over the past decades anyway that if if they knew there was no safety net they would have cut this off because you can only lose billions and billions of dollars for so long before uh your shareholders should be pretty dang angry was and, it was it a car manufacturer or battery manufacturer in california maybe a solar panel cylindra 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 is an obama got, thing yeah got got millions or billions of, of taxpayer dollars to, to build this giant new factory and it was going to be the latest greatest mm-hmm. everything yeah it's it's a it never happened. It's gone. It's gone. That company never. It's 
Yeah. And, all that and, money's gone. And all the people that, that were running that company knew ultimately that wasn't going to work. Yeah, exactly. That's even uh, with all that government money. On a local level, I was talking about the, um, the buses and um, the city of Flagstaff getting this $12 million grant and they're doing a new um, like transfer station yep. in, in Southside downtown Flagstaff. With the extra money that's left over from the twelve million, they're going to use that for solar panels on the administration building. Oh, great! I mean, but it just sounds that just sounds stupid because it's like, is this really a priority? When if you truly needed all these buses and routes and new facilities, new capital, et cetera, et cetera, wouldn't you put it into what your goal actually is, which is getting people from A to B? Yeah. And most of the time, maybe they have two goals. Getting people from A to B, and a lot of times those are people who maybe can't afford a car and this or that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's people that ride it that, you know, they just, they feel good. They don't have an alternative. Or or there's people that ride it too that just like, I want to ride the bus, right? Yeah. But most people probably rather have a car. I would say so, especially in the wintertime. Yeah, especially in the wintertime. Um, but wouldn't you want to put that money towards providing that goal rather than saying, oh, we just feel really good about sticking some solar panels up because we're going we're gonna to look so good when we go to those conventions and those meetings where sure. the other bureaucrats go. And, and wait a minute, why is there extra money? Yeah, well, why? Like, why yeah. What do you mean extra money? <laughs> extra money. I don't have extra. Do you have any extra money, Jeff? I, I would no, like they, any they, extra money you have. They because, keep taking it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, what do you mean extra money? The, it, the it, more it, extra money you get, the more extra money they they get. <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah. if you needed $12 million to build this transfer station and you got $12 million to build a transfer station, then build it. Yeah. And, and if there is any extra money, give it back. Don't just arbitrarily figure out something else to spend it on. When I was sitting on this yesterday, it's like A dot gave, and I was like, A dot didn't give nothing. No, A dot got money from the feds, who got money from us. Right. <laughs> so let's. I want the language to change. I want it. The taxpayers supported this money that ADOT was able to redistribute. Exactly. I mean, let's start getting it right here. All right. That's why I always like to own a little bit of physical gold and silver. I look at it as an insurance policy. I don't give you any investment advice, but dang, it's out of control. And um, we're going to yeah. finish up on our safe talk that we didn't finish up on yeah. last hour here before Rob's got to get out of here. Um, safe's a good idea, too, to, to store your silver and gold or offsite. It could bury the safe somewhere. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they do really well being buried. Okay, but well, don't it's take my advice. Absolutely, a good place to put yeah. them things that you want to protect from, <laughs> Not, from walking away. Can I get a safe, put some silver in it, and throw it in the water and come back later? Uh, silver will still be there. Silver and gold. I yeah, I probably wouldn't recommend it, but okay. yes, son. All right, it'd be fun like to do that. Be kind of fun. All right, call Desert Gold Exchange. Uh, get a no pressure uh, consultation. Mention a Jeff Orvich show. Get a free investors kit as well. Justin and his family run company at Desert Gold Exchange. They keep their overhead low. They pass those savings on to you. Um, and it's guaranteed. Shop around, put them to the test. 888-852-4343. That's 888-852-4343. Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Last year, Angela and I switched most of our policies over to Allstate. We're finishing up getting the rest of them over there. It's been a long process because we wanted to make sure before we started saying, and I started saying, hey, call Eric Boatner at Allstate Insurance Agency that we actually have dealt with them for years and that they're providing great customer service. They've done all of that. Plus, they um, have saved us a lot of money. 
Uh, so if you're looking at your home policy, you're looking at uh, motorcycle, auto, RV, off-road, boats, business owners policy, life insurance, all that stuff. Eric and Lisa Boatner at Allstate Agency, they can help you out. 928-774-8722. That's 928-774-8722. miscalculating my time with you, Rob. Uh-oh. We, get, we, we only got a short segment here. Um, things going good at Timberline? Absolutely. Yeah. Always doing good out there. Yeah, with, gift cards? Yeah, uh, gift cards. Got I'll lots, give Rob a plug here. Lots of things to, to keep your, your friends and family happy over these holiday seasons. And um, always an opportunity when you get tired of all your friends and family in the house to send them out and have some fun on the range. <laughs> get rid of you. Getting some practice on the range. So that is a, that is a, If they flew in and came in through the Flagstaff Airport, they'd be like, I don't even know where to go. That's right. They you wouldn't know, know so, because there's no advertising. Yeah, they, they lost they lost that. Um, but no, that is a good thing. And I love seeing family this time of year, but then sometimes you're, okay, you know, just take an hour, go out to Timberline, something like that. And, and, and you know, some of the the, <laughs> the the people that have the most fun there are when and groups of, you know, family groups come in and all go shooting together it's we've had from you know grandpa to grandkids kinds of things come in yeah and it's always so much fun we can even set up a, a, set, a private bay for you so you can just have a family event yeah i thought about that with your because you do the full auto thing out there mm-hmm. i did that once with who was out there with me me and bob thorpe i think it was might have been yeah I, I don't maybe that was your one you're opening that could have been years ago i can't even <laughs> i can't even remember it all blends together yep. um, but that is kind of a cool actually um like the holiday christmas party type thing Christmas party. You get people doing that? Yeah. That's pretty fun. Team building event. You know, you want to come out and do something as a team and and maybe, you know, see who's the best shot and who gets to buy the first round afterwards. Did you hear the show the other day? Am I um, Monday after Thanksgiving? Um, we had, we had our BB gun, um, shootout in, um, we called and it the family shootout, but I, that was kind of worded wrong. And grandma, grandma, grandma you? tied with me Uh-oh. and, um, I got beat. I think my dad took it, um, oh, okay. but we had multiple BB guns and then archery set up. Oh. So we had like five or six things and prizes for top three. Um, and sh- shooting a target. I think at one point we had some balloons and we, we did this whole thing. Yep. Um, every year we kind of expanded. It was about an hour and a half. Everybody it was a great fun, time. Right? Oh, it was a great time. I did get a ricochet though. What did you? Um, on the BB gun, I, I, you know, like the Christmas story, you shoot your eye out. Um, <laughs> came, came right back, hit my knuckle on my firing finger. Uh-huh. So that thing was heading. I guess that's a, especially with BB guns, maybe the glasses is a good idea. Safety is the ricochet. number one priority and yeah. safety glasses are always... You preach me that every time. And then, you know, we were out hunting and I didn't have the ear gear. Yep. You know, the ear protection and active ears would be that was, big that was a bad you. one. We're trying to get back out there for some hunting. Yep. Um, uh, duck season, geese season that continues on. It's just getting a heck of a lot colder. So maybe next week, <laughs> not Owen out and I, for as long. Yeah, yeah. Owen and I will get out there again. Okay. Promise you when we come back, I'll finish up on this safe talk because I know a lot of you have valuables and I have some questions for Rob because I'm in the uh, market for something. Sure. So we'll get back to that in just a second. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, if you're thinking about refinancing your home, call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Did a great job for Angela and I last year on a multifamily property, but they also do Nova Home Loans 
Jones and Kim Dawson, the um, um, first-time home buyers, second homes, things like that, um, investment properties. Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender, that's Nova Home Loans. Uh, Kim Dawson can find programs for you too, like a broker. So they act like a bank, they act like a broker. Best deals out there that you can find. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show, $250 off the lender's fee at closing as well. Call Kim Dawson at 928-310-6458, or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK, number 090242. Equal housing opportunity subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Autoglass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, finishing up with uh, Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training. I'll try to get you in one more time. We got Christmas coming up. You know, I get a little yep. lazy <laughs> and take some time off. There you go. And I might you, be planning a Christmas party out there at Timberline. That'd be kind of fun now. That's in my. Yeah, we have a, a number of folks that mind. have done that. Um, everybody comes out, smiles, and having a great time. Yeah, and I, I hear lobster's great and all that. And, well, oh, yeah. I was way off. Okay. Um, you do, I got the safe. So we started this last hour, didn't get to finish. Um, I think nowadays, look, we're still in fortunate in rural Arizona. I think it's a pretty safe place, pretty low crime, but it still happens. There's still, there's actually pretty higher, a little higher crime rate than I thought as far as property crime. Property crime in Flagstaff come is up. higher than it is in, in some of the surrounding areas. You'd be surprised. Okay, um, so I take all that back. Yeah, it's. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the fact in the summertime, we get a lot of folks coming up here from the valley mm-hmm. um, that... Just the summer, do they go away anymore? <laughs> well, <laughs> Talking uh, in general, there's the people from the valley. don't have some place to live. Yeah. And, um, you know, they come up here and they don't, don't have a source of income, so they're looking for Look ways for to supplement that by... Don't most of these things happen during the day? Yes. The majority of home burglaries happen during the daytime while they hope nobody is home. Mm. And so, so should you make it obvious that you're home? I mean, how do you? It's, that's always a good thing to do. You because never, you don't want someone coming in like they think you're not home and then like. Surprising them? No. Startle you, yeah. Nope. That mm. Definitely not. Okay. So a safe, um, I know you, my dad said he was out there and you were getting, yep. you got pretty wiped out pretty quick. You got more in, I think though. Yep. Um, you're seeing the turnover though, I guess is what I'm saying. You're seeing more people. I guess, are you seeing more people interested in this? We are. And, and I think, you know, there's a combination of, you know, the fires that we've had yeah. have made everybody aware that, you know, gosh, your whole house could go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened a couple of safes that had been in, in homes in the fire and, um, some of them did better than others for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the Liberty safes do better than most because they're um, built here in the United States, actually in Provo, Utah, or not Provo, uh, Payson, Utah. Um, so it, it's a great idea to have one. I said I was going to give you a little tax advice. Check with your yes. CPA, but... We do not if, give tax advice. That's right. If you store tax records in your safe, it becomes a tax deduction. Oh, okay. 
tax records in your and because you, you should store tax records in your safe. You should. That's where I store my tax records. Thinking off the top of my head here, yeah, because. Uh, you're supposed to keep tax records for a certain period of time. Seven years. Okay. That's what they say. We don't know anything about tax records. Right. But if, if, if there is a, cause I have boxes of tax records that also aren't in the safe because, Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many pages of it anymore. I, I should send you guys a picture of this. It's 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 stupid. Yeah, How many boxes? Can only are, and you you too. Uh, I mean, you run a business. Yep. It's like it's it, it, if you it, let me divert here for a second, Rob. Okay. If the people, the powers that be, wanted to actually save the environment, they would ease up on the tax code, so we didn't have to have so many boxes. <laughs> they'd enact that flat tax, and, and they'd figure out a flat tax for businesses. Yeah. We'd all mail in a postcard something. and a check. Just something. Yeah. I mean, because um, the amount of environmental damage being caused by the boxes and oh the, my God. the amount of papers is, is amazing. It is. Um, but okay, so tax records, I don't know if I fit them all in there, but at least the pertinent ones, yeah. um, if you're doing some, because if, it, if you had a fire and they're all gone... You're still you're required to preserve the tax records, uh, no matter what. I guess. Well, I mean, you are, and, and I if mean, you if, have a fire and they're gone, then it's up to you. You're to, responsible to, to prove to the IRS yeah. that your deductions were authorized. And if you don't have the records to prove that, yeah, you know, it's up to them to make a decision. So all of a sudden, you're going back to a business. Hey, do you remember that receipt from nineteen or from two thousand and seven years? So where are we back at? Yeah, I yeah, can tell you, two thousand fifteen. My ex-wife was an IRS revenue officer. There's oh. a reason she's my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Hope she's not listening. <laughs> That's interesting line of work. I mean, there's um, we can get into biblical verses here about the tax collectors oh, and all boy. that. But I mean, it's like, it's, I don't know. There's certain things that I, I guess they're, they're, there's enforcement. There's just, look, you got to pay. F- I'd rather pay for the government than, run $2 trillion deficits and put it on our grandkids. Uh, I think we have way too much government. I think we could be a $4 trillion federal government to me just a couple years ago was like, Oh, this is so ridiculous. I would, I would jump up and down if we got back to 4 trillion at at this point. point, Yeah, Yeah. you're right. And, but if we're going to do 6 trillion, then I guess you better start taxing more. So everybody realizes the government they're actually, and I, I'm not talking about just half the country, the whole country needs to pay for this thing. It, yeah, this absolutely. Beast. Every, everyone Everybody. from the skin lowest in the income earner to yep. it, they got to have skin. In the you game. put 10 bucks on the table at least. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you have one of those gatherings with friends and they're providing food and they just put out the, the jar. Right. And you know, some, okay, you can only afford a buck fine. You put in 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, something at least, but I've never been a fan of the automatic withholding. It makes it easier for everybody, Yep. but it also makes you not realize how much of your check you're giving away every single week. I did, said it many times. I stole it from someone else. Uh, tax time and voting time should be the same day. You should pay your taxes. You should have to write out a like check that. or pile up the money right there. And then the next booth you go to is you vote for the people a lot of these ding-dongs will be gone real quick it, yeah if, if you can't pay your taxes you can't vote yeah if you can <laughs> yeah there, hmm. there you go but make sure everybody has to pay your taxes right hey united states membership dues are, uh, are, are, are due right now. Yep. fees are due you belong in the greatest country in the world and we got a six trillion dollar federal government and with two trillion dollar deficit so everybody's got to put down 10 bucks and then you go vote Yep. And a lot of, and people would, there's a lot more that would have to pay thousand dollars, five thousand, ten thousand, hundred thousand dollars. Uh, voting attitudes, voting decisions would be far different. 
Absolutely. Going okay, finish up on the safes because I know you got to go. You got some meetings and stuff. Um, but what should I get if I'm out there and I'm like, I got a couple of guns, a couple of rifles, a couple of handguns? Uh, I guess you, you throw any ammo in there too? I recommend strongly against putting ammunition in Why? safes. And the reason is, is the, the chemical that's used inside the primers of firearm, of, of uh, ammunition, lead stiphonite, is a, it's a percussion sensitive chemical that is also temperature sensitive. Hmm. And it will light off before the powder does. And hmm. both of the safes I cut open after the tunnel fire had had significant amounts of ammunition stored in them. That ammunition cooked off and created heat inside the safe. Oh, I see. So even though maybe the safe wouldn't have been penetrated or damaged from the fire. The heat that the was generated by the burning powder. Then torched your tax papers. Yes. Okay. Um, in one of the safes, the only thing that was left that was um, recoverable was the, the precious metals. Mm. Everything else had been damaged to the point where so it's precious it, metals are good. No, we, there you go. That, there's a reason anything, precious yes. metals have their value. Okay, so are you buying another safe for the ammunition? Ammunition, you... generally, we suggest that you just keep in a locked steel box. It doesn't have to be in a safe. You know, if somebody were to steal your ammunition, that's something that insurance can cover. It's I not think... like taking your firearm and going to and committing a crime with it. I think, so I think Rob's trying to sell me two boxes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. But okay. Skip the ammo. So I got my tax records. Um, I have to store them there and then um, maybe I can write that off according to what mm -hmm. you're saying, but check with your accountant. Yep. Um, and then my firearms, maybe you've got a necklace, maybe you've got, this and that. So it's kind of that common stuff. Family heirlooms. Yeah. You know, some folks now are putting a hard drive inside their safe <clears throat> yeah. and having their home PCs back up to that hard drive in their safe every night instead of to the cloud. Is it like Bluetooth or something? How do you, no, you have to run there, a wire? There's a jack on the back of the safe that you can there's plug in. There's a jack on the back of the safe? There is. Hmm. So you can have a Cap5 network cable plugged into your safe store everything on that hard drive in your safe interesting so even if your house burned down even if somebody came and stole all your computers mm -hmm. all your data the, is still locked up this inside is assuming, your safe. yeah you don't want to do the cloud or whatever right you want it you want i'm not a big company. fan of putting stuff on the cloud well yeah because personally. then it's is it yours yeah. and, and, and who can and get into it's it it's only until somebody hacks it i mean it's not like yeah if, if yeah. they're going to it's they're gonna very true thanks for yeah. rubs giving me all kinds of new fears here. <laughs> um okay but all different sizes um, so, okay. I got to come out and see this. Yep. Um, because I got to, I want to, I do want to get one. Um, and it's a good it, idea. Yeah, you know, you, you yeah. need to come out and physically see what it looks like. Um, these are, you know, safes made here in the United States. They're made to, to last and they've got one of the best warranties in the, in the business too. Yeah. Okay. If, All right. Good stuff. I, I always appreciate it, Rob. And, um, my pleasure. try to get you on one more time, maybe before the, um, next time you're on, I'm trying to get everyone on to do, um, looking back like in mid-December, yeah. and then predictions um, I like on the predictions what we'll be sure. wrong on, probably, uh, going into We need to record both sides of that so that we can it's on the podcast. we can go back and look yeah. at who was... I either have Isabel or Olivia go, and they can go relook it up and listen to or I like that idea. Uh, or volunteers, you can go and pull the podcast from last December and mm -hmm. see what, what did Rob say and what didn't come <laughs> true. I mean, you're free to do that. I, I don't know. I'll say I'll get to it. But you know, yeah. you know it ain't going to happen. So, all right, Rob, I appreciate it. I'll talk with you soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks. All right. And love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, hey, Glenn Leist from WT Wealth Manager comes on the 
show quite a bit. Uh, does a great job of really explaining things in plain English. As, you know, he's not like this Wall Street guy that shows up in his expensive $4,000 suit. And I'm like, what did you say? No, he talks to you in a way that's understandable. You can have that one-on-one conversation with Glenn Least from WT Wealth Management. Um, you know, maybe he can talk to you about uh, his woke mitigation portfolio review. I think that's kind of a cool one there. Um, if you're tired of maybe putting investments in things that don't reflect the same principles that you have, have, um, maybe give Glenn Lace a call. Here's his number, 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. Glenn Lace at WT Wealth Management, 928-225-2474. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. All right, welcome back, and, and thanks again to Rob Wilson out at uh, Timberline Firearms and Training. Actually, I, I wish he had a little more time here. We don't have much time left, but there's a couple of stories here that I think he would have definitely wanted to chime in on. One of these is uh, at Mesa Public Schools regarding these the, the, the weapons detectors. Let me give you an update on that here in just a second. Before I do that, though, remember to call my good friends at Diamond Auto Glass or just stop and buy uh, Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. If you get a rock ship in your windshield, they'll take care of that for you. They do a great job. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass, where the difference is clear, dot com, 928 779 4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928 779 4140. So it was a few weeks back that Angela and I were talking about the Mesa public schools um, system down there. They were talking about how to to protect the kids, of course, and all that. And we all want the kids to be safe. Angela and I did a whole segment or two on this thing. We're like, when the metal detectors go up, for me, that's a sign that no matter what your history is at a school, no matter how good you think it is, when when you see massive metal detectors or TSA style, type of stuff happening at your school. I think it's time for me personally, it's time to look for something else to me. It's like, okay, what it really, um, not only is there really this big of a safety concern, but also is, do you want your kids to be around that environment all the time where they constantly feel like, Oh, I've got to be, someone's got to be here, especially from the government to protect me at all times. So we got to have metal detectors and snooping, sniffing dogs and security and all this. It creates almost like a prison-like environment, in my opinion. Um, but Mesa Public Schools, they didn't even have any dissent on this thing. The board unanimously approved weapons detectors. So kind of like the things that like the, the, the sports arenas and the, and the games and stuff. I just hate that we even live in a society where this is a thing now. But they also added vape detectors. So, you know, the, the vapors, vapors, the vaping that people do the, that was supposed to 
replace uh, tobacco cigarettes, traditional smoking and all that. And it's supposed to be so much better. Now it's just, we got a whole generation of people that are addicted to these vape products. And it's a huge, huge problem. Everybody thought, oh, this is going to be safer, but there's all kinds of health concerns. And, you know, this is the, this is the new thing. I thought we had, we had kind of eliminated smoking and traditional smoking, but we replaced that just with a bunch of people vaping. And I guess that's a huge thing, obviously in high schools, like smoking was when I was going to school. So they've also got vape detectors going up so they they're going to spend a fortune on this stuff uh weapons and vape detectors going in at mesa public schools uh to detect large knives and weapons and also chemicals they can actually detect the chemicals in the vape products so sounds like fun sounds like a great time sending your kids to mesa school district one more here uh the you know, the CPI number came out, I think it was yesterday or whenever I was just talking about this is five point something percent. This is kind of the gauge that the government does on the economic activity of inside the country, the, all the domestic activity. Uh, the numbers are severely ponied up, in my opinion. And I think a lot of this is inflationary spending as well. People are spending a lot more. But there's this new thing called, and it's the CNBC headline, Americans are, quote unquote, doom spending, doom, like gloom and doom, doom spending. And the article goes on to talk about how so many Americans now are just spending because they feel that it's hopeless anyway, Uh, especially, and here's a quote from the article, Gen Zers, uh, 73% of Gen Zers say they would rather live in the moment, uh, according to a rent prosperity index study, uh, credit card debt has now topped $1 trillion. Gen Z and millennials are particularly susceptible to the mindset of putting it on the credit card. Uh, Angela was talking about on the program yesterday, this buy and pay later attitude that's happened. We've had that for a long time in this country. I mean, we're literally doing that with the federal spending. We're spending $6 trillion and we're only taking in four, only <laughs> taking in a massive amount, $4 trillion. But it's a, we're going to, we're going to buy this now. We're going to take this now and future generations will pay that off later. I mean, we're, it's on every level and it's gotten so bad that people are literally doing like buy now, you know, take it now and pay later. They're actually buying low priced items. Amazon's, Amazon's riddled with it where you actually get the item. It might be a $20 item and like make, make four or $5 payments. And it's just ridiculous. So we're seeing it's infiltrated everywhere. The spending's out of control everywhere from the very lower levels all the way on to, to, to the top levels of, of the federal government where they're spending $2 trillion more than they're taking in every single year. It, unbelievable. It just keeps, where do, and, and Angela says, I, I feel like a cliff is coming. How can this keep going on? I don't know. I'm surprised every day. It goes on and on. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Thanks to John Thorpe from the Goldwater Institute at the beginning of the show. If you missed that, uh, listen to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. We'll have it up there in just a couple minutes. Uh, thanks to Rob Wilson as well. Tomorrow, Mark Howitt returns to the program. We're going to have fun with him, uh, winding up a very busy week. So I hope you tune in and I hope you all have a great, safe night. Take care. See you soon.
This is Jeff Orvitz, and if you listen to my show, you know that I recently had the blinds replaced in my house. And when we decided to get this done, obviously we called my friends at the Blind Brothers, and we weren't going to deal with anybody else because this is a great northern Arizona company. They don't use subcontractors, so you know who you're dealing with. Now, the Blind Brothers came in. They laid out all the options for us. We picked out, my wife Angela and I, a great set of blinds. Uh, They gave us a great price. We opted to have them do the installation, which they can do for up to half off the price, uh, as well as any other advertised specials. It's a great deal. They came in, they took out all the old blinds, got rid of them, hung the new blinds. They work perfect. We are very, very happy. I want you to do your neighbors a favor. Call the Blind Brothers for a free estimate at 928-634-2423. I know you're going to be happy. That's 928-634-2423. Or go online. They have great monthly specials at theblindbrothers.com.